0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, October 24th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Big East Commissioner Val Ackerman informs that, there's strong mutual interest in extending the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden through at least 2032, which would be the half-century mark of the relationship. On the possibility of expansion, Ackerman states, there really hasn't been any school that is sort of, exactly perfect, including in geography. The Big East has tapped Allen and company to assist with its media rights negotiations, which will begin with an exclusive negotiating window this winter. Ackerman also confirms that the Gavit games against the Big Ten will not continue beyond this season, explaining that, we had an agreement in principle, we sent them a contract, and then they changed their minds. We were told that they are reassessing their conference schedule, their conference load, in the wake of their new alignment. Clemson hired consultant Chris Bavalaqua to explore the Tigers' conference alignment options six months ago, per CBS Dennis Dodd, who adds, while the move doesn't indicate an imminent move out of the ACC for Clemson, the hiring of Bavalaqua is seen as a significant development. Yahoo Sports's Ross Dellinger dives into how the structure of the eventual relationship between the Mountain West and Oregon State and Washington State could impact the CFP, particularly as it pertains to a 6-plus-6 versus a 5-plus-7 model. For Dellinger's sources proposed models include osu and wsu playing seven or eight games versus mwc schools with a lack of consensus on whether those games would count in conference standings neither the pac-12 holdovers awaiting legal resolution nor the cfp appear in a huge rush to make a decision but beavers ad scott barnes does note that we want fair consideration under a power 5 umbrella we want access and distribution is important we didn't put ourselves in this position We'll continue to invest at a Power 5 level. We have an expectation that we'll be able to discuss what access and distribution look like while creating our path forward. We didn't cause this. Those that did need to help us with the solution. Dellinger reports the distribution is likely not in question, but AQ status is not at all guaranteed, calling up Notre Dame as a comparable situation. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey doesn't believe 6 plus 6 is a viable option any longer, stating, the system really can't justify that. If you displace the 11th best, at large, team with an unranked team, the system can't explain itself. On that notion, Cougars AD Pat Chun says, both schools respect the playoff and understand the need to keep the integrity of the playoff. The conversations I've had and we're going to have with CFP, we will get there. There's a lot of noise and bluster, but our side of the fence does understand the key factors. We are committed to keep the integrity of the playoff. Fox President of Insights and Analytics Michael Mulvihill on the increase in TV viewership notes, While the first two days of March Madness are rightly beloved, I think a typical CFB Saturday is now even better. More games, more networks, more betting opportunities, better atmosphere. Average CFB sat viewership this year has been equal to March Madness Thursday and Friday combined. It's subjective, but there's a fair argument that the three sports having the best 2023 are all collegiate football, women's basketball, women's volleyball. The idea that athlete compensation would wreck college sports is proving to be one of the worst takes in sports history. Extra points Matt Brown adds, it's correct to argue that NIL hasn't been the ratings boogeyman that the NCAA thought it would, but to be fair, ESPN's own research pointed to the overall ratings boost being overwhelmingly driven by like, for programs. Clearly legalized gambling is driving interest too. This is good news for ESPN, and good news for brands that advertise with ESPN, but I'm not sure it can be so neatly folded into any narratives about like, the Sun Belt or MWC or even the health of the sport in general. Missouri AD Desiree Reed-Francois dives into a number of topics with Power Mizzou as the board of curators are set to vote on a facilities project next month that will impact every Tigers program. Reed-Francois says, We have great alignment with our board and our president. Michael Williams as our board chair, he's a great man who cares about Mizzou and has really been an incredible supporter and driver. You couple that with the president and his innovation and his brilliance and we've got a really special moment in time. On her aspirations for Mizzou, read Francois notes, whenever you have great momentum then that means that you want to continue that momentum and you do that by constantly looking for greater goals. Someone likened it to when you're riding your bike, and you're going up a hill, and then you hit that top bit, you know, there's a bunch of bigger hills. So that means you've got to pedal even faster when you're going down that hill. And that's it. We're certainly not at the top of the hill. We're still going up but we've got to keep pedaling and keep pedaling harder and keep pedaling faster. We're not happy just being participants in the Southeastern Conference. I'm not interested in participation trophies. We're in here. We deserve to be in here. And let's go. Let's continue to take this momentum and that's why we're pushing so hard. Thank you for tuning in to the evening standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, October 24th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.